What's up, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today on the podcast, we are talking about blended families. Holly and I go back and forth talking about our experiences uh, growing up with a blended family and our experience now with our blended family and all the everything we've gone through, good, bad, maybe the ugly. Um, we talk about it all. Not an easy uh, subject to talk about. Uh, but we had a good time doing it and hopefully y'all get something out of it and enjoy it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. All right, you ready? Yep. All right. Welcome everybody to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Oh my God. I messed up my <laughs> last name. I'm tired. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Holly Villanueva. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have uh, had another coffee. You got this. All right. So uh, today we don't have a guest, unfortunately, but that's okay because it opens up for us to talk about what we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Well, not for a while, but I guess. Since episode one. Yeah, I guess it was one of the ideas that we have thought would come up on the podcast or one of the topics and now we get to do it um and it's about blended families and everything that goes along with blended families um and my friend Rizzo also brought it up so thanks man for reminding us <laughs> <laughs> so here it is bro uh so blended families I-, I didn't know what a blended family was until you told me when we first got married yeah, um, I didn't really understand it until, um, I guess I got older and, like, looked back on my own family and was trying to, like, figure out what all that meant, like, my own craziness that I called a family, and then, like, through reading and research and stuff, realized that it's a blended family of sorts, so, yeah. Yeah, so I guess most common... Th- the best uh, example I can think of is like the Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, that's like they, the OG blended family. Yeah, they are a blended family. It's, But kind of not because they are just... Um, so blended families are when you have yours, I have mine, and then together we have. But the Brady Bunch was just she had hers, he had his, and they came together. Right, they didn't have oh, any together. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they didn't have any any kids after they got. So together. they were just like a smushed family, not a blended family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So almost there. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a blended family. If you don't know, um, so we have mine, hers, and ours. Yep. Is, that how you, my, is that how you said? Yours, mine, ours. Yours, mine, and ours. So when like we got the movie, yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. It's a good movie. She talks about blended families. Yeah. So when we got married, I already had a son from a previous marriage, and Holly had a daughter from a previous relationship. And then once we got married, we had two kids together. Two daughters, because I only can produce females. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we each brought a kid into the relationship. We brought our baggage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, like we, yeah. No, we went in kidding. knowing in advance um, 
I don't think we realized the challenges we would face. Uh, I mean, you kind of had a little bit of experience being a step parent, but I had no experience. Um, yeah. Only experience of my own step parents, which was definitely a swing and a miss a lot of times. A swing and a miss. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a step parent uh, before Holly and I got married. So I had a little bit of parenting experience and uh, step parenting experience, um, which I don't want to say mine was unique, but it was a little bit different to um, the usual step parent role because I was the only one in the picture as far as father figure goes. Right. So it was a little different. Um, And then, uh, like you said, we both grew up in blended families. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think that gave me pros and cons of how, so we'll just like rip the mandate and throw it off. Like nobody goes into a relationship thinking they're going to be a step parent. So you don't really like look, um, even if you grew up with step parents and step siblings or half siblings or whatever the case may be, I don't think you like are a child and you're like, I'm going to get into a marriage and have like kids from other relationships. So even though you're going through this process of having step parents, um, I don't think you really look at it from a perspective of these are things I want to do or don't want to do as a step parent because you don't like prepare yourself to be in that situation, I guess. Yeah. Like then you're just looking at it with hindsight. Even if you did prepare for it, you're really not, ready at all Mm-mm. it's you're you're figuring everything out as you go and you might I, I never did but i mean you might try to seek advice from other people and read all sorts of books uh, or whatever it is you do to try and prepare it's still not gonna be the same or it you there's gonna be a lot of surprises and different feelings and di- obstacles that are gonna be in the way and stuff that you just have to overcome and you sometimes it's I mean, we yeah. felt it. It just feels like you're lost or you're not winning or whatever the you're case. Fighting an uphill battle. Is, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. It's not easy. Um, so going into my first marriage, uh, I was actually pretty excited to be a step parent because I was lucky enough to have uh, uh, a really good stepdad growing up uh so it was crazy and so i saw myself as him right so uh when i knew that i was going to be a stepdad i was pretty excited and then to top it off i was the only one in the picture as far as father figure um so that made it even better so i didn't have that negative that negative uh connotation or you know, like a lot of people have with step parents that uh, that it was going to be bad. I was mostly excited. I was looking forward to it, and I thought I was going to be just like my stepdad and be the best step parent in the world. And then eventually, just yeah. feel like, hey, I I am dad. Um, and for the most part, it it uh, it did feel really good, um, and I thought I did well. Uh, but then some of those outside obstacles, like the marriage itself, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, made it difficult. Um, but yeah, and then so now when we got together and we got married, 
uh, I became a step parent again. And it was different because um, her her dad is in the picture. Right. And um, so it wasn't as, uh, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, yeah. I like I get what you're saying. Like you were there but you weren't like singular point. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to replace uh yeah. uh replace her dad. Like I still cuz she was really young when yeah. when we got together. Um so I didn't want to step in and be like, "Hey, I'm dad" or anything like that. Yeah. Uh I still very much respected him as a father and wanted him to have like a huge uh or be a big part of her life yeah and it's been like that but um well it's been 10 years now so we have that relationship like we're yeah it's grown um definitely more than like when we first got married i guess and i think we were both as step parents trying to keep our distance and like kind of feel things out like how yeah. um yeah so i'll just like backtrack a little bit to this is hard to talk about just, than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to like put it into words really but like backtrack a little bit to growing up in a blended family so uh so my family let me try to break all this down okay so my mom and my dad got divorced before I could like remember them ever being together. So I don't ever remember. I have like zero memories of my mom and my dad being together. Um, my dad very rapidly got. I don't think he got remarried really quick. But he got into like a very serious relationship very fast. Who is yeah. still my stepmom today. So you're talking like t- at least 25 years ago. They've been together for like at least 25 years. Probably longer than that. Um, and so when... My mom and my dad got divorced. It was me and my older sister. Um, And like I said, I have no recollection of that. And then when my dad got with my stepmom, she had a son. And we're very close in age, like a year and a half apart. Um, And I I have no memories of my brother not being there. So even though he's my stepbrother, like he's my brother because I have like from the time I have memories, he was always there um, on my dad's side of the family. And then my dad, my stepmom had twins, which are my younger sisters. But, um, I think so our, our family was a mess. So my mom and my dad went back and forth. They had their own, uh, demons. They were fighting that put me and my sister back and forth between them a lot. Um, but I think, um, I think that blended family at my dad's house of like me and Ashley and then Shane and then the twins, um, and Amanda Ashley, and Christy <laughs> and Ashley, you guys have the same parents. Yeah, we have the same parents. So, um, it was just, it was a challenge over there a lot, but I think, so yeah, I just think that, um, I looked at it as a negative having step parents. Um, and I think that's From just, the get-go. From my earliest memories, and we'll talk about it in a little bit on why, like, I felt that way. Um, but, yeah, so from my earliest memories, having a step parent had a negative connotation. 
So I don't ever really have any memories of my mom and my dad having a good relationship with each other. Like even though they were divorced and um, my dad getting with my stepmom before the divorce probably like had bad a bad rep with my mom. Um, but I never remember like my mom and my dad just having a simple conversation like, I don't know, Holly wants to go to the park. Holly and Ashley want to go to the park this weekend. Like, can you meet us there? Like, I have no memories of them not fighting or just being cordial with each other. And um, I think there's a difference in that in when when parents can, like, even if I hated my ex's guts, like, I would still want to just be able to have a conversation about our daughter. Yeah. which that should be the case. And I think we're okay on that. Like me and him are okay in that aspect on most things. I mean, we'll disagree on things and we'll go back and forth. And sometimes it gets kind of snippy. But I mean, for the most part, we're always looking out for her interest. Yeah, um, yeah it's not always like screaming uh, matches or anything like that. But yeah. there's going to be disagreements. But I mean, it's cordial. Like even when we go take her or whatever, like we can both get out and have a conversation yeah. or or whatever, and it's that's just what it is, you know. But um, yeah, so I think it's portrayed from uh from the media, from just social interactions, that having a step parent is bad from the get. Um, and so yeah. now, as an adult, as a stepmom, um, I regret a lot of things that I don't. I wouldn't say I regret. Um, I look back with disdain on a lot of the things that I put my stepmom through. For, like, no real reason other than I was being a dick. Yeah. Um, and I see the struggles that she faced as a stepmom, as one myself, that when I was growing up, I didn't understand. Because um, my mom's crazy. Like, hey, mom, if you're listening, you're crazy. I love you. Um, but I wouldn't have wanted to deal with her had I been the stepmom on the other side of her. You know, like. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of things that she did like where we wouldn't do things or she wouldn't allow us to do things, me and my older sister. And we would be angry about it. But looking back, I'm like, Oh, like I probably would have did the same thing if I knew I would have had to deal with the version of my mom, you know? And so it's frustrating. And I think it, it kind of set me up for, I had to do a lot of soul searching when I first became a stepmom in our relationship because I didn't really, um, I wasn't set up for success because I had such a negative outlook on step parents. So I had to like, look back and say, Oh, like when she did this, what was my reaction and why? And do I want to do those same things or do I break the trend and make it different? So, uh, growing up in a blended family has, I would say significantly helped me in our family and just looking at the experiences I went through and judging like how did I feel in that instance as a child and every person is going to have different reactions you know every person's going to have their own feelings but there are certain feelings that I had as a child that I would never want my own kids to experience because I already experienced them and I know how much they suck. Yeah. So I want that change to happen so my kids don't have to like feel like the left out stepchild like I did in certain instances. Yeah. But yeah. So it was it's a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy for sure and we're still 
uh, 10 years in, we're still trying to, to figure some stuff out. Uh, I think one of the biggest barriers, obstacles, or factors, however you want to put it, um, that you face as being a step parent, um, like once you make the commitment and you're all in, uh, and you're, you're the parent as a step parent, um, there's still all those outside factors. Mm -hmm. So, uh, whether it's your family or friends or people that all you're seen as, as a step parent for just like, uh, how do I put this? Like only a name. Yeah. Like you're just there. Um, you're not really filling a role. You're just the step parent only because you got married. Yeah. Um, and people, everybody that doesn't have experience of being a step parent um, or having step parents, they're quick to judge. It was like, well, they're just a step parent. Yeah. And that is definitely not the case. Um, so I'll throw my two cents on that. I think there's difference in, and this is going to sound the exact same, but I think there's a difference in being a step parent and like, fulfilling the role of a step parent um and and just to be fair like there are step parents that are shitty and they are just there but i think for the most part uh most step parents they're trying to be a just a parent yeah so for me like um the way i judge it and i'm a 100% 100% judge a book by the cover from like going into the bookstore and picking a book because I like the cover to like people. <laughs> um, so that's just how I live my life. Like so what I see make first. Make sure you make a good impression with Holly. <laughs> so good like first what impression. I see first, like that's my impression. And I mean, I'm all for like you can change my impression. I'm not like a set in stone type of person. But um, if I'm talking to another adult and they say my stepkid, they're not feeling the role of a step parent they are a step parent yeah and i think that's different and let me make it very clear when you are a step parent that's because you have a title and when you're fulfilling the role you are being a parent in the absence of a different parent um so if you ever hear me talk about my kids i will always say i have four kids i'll tell you their names their ages whatever but i will never differentiate unless we're in a context like this of michael is my stepson braylon is my daughter and these two are my daughters from my from our current um, yeah. marriage. But when people come up and they're like, this is my daughter and this is my stepson. That sucks. Yeah. Like it, it immediately makes you feel like you're less than. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah, if the kid sucks. is little, uh, I can maybe understand it. If the kids are older, maybe you remarried and the kids are close to being grown or maybe, I don't know, they're in high school. I maybe, yeah, that's more I common. Don't so. I don't know. That's just hard because yeah, yeah, but yeah it, that's, it's tricky, that's my judge. But, that's my judging point. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I do the same thing. That's like mm. my kids. It's not, well, that one's my kid. That one's my step kid. Um, the only time you kind of had to clarify or I have to clarify is when like uh, exchanges, like why, why are you going to San Antonio? Well, I have to go drop off my daughter with her dad. What? That does that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, here's here's how it <laughs> Let works. Let me tell you the whole like yeah. yeah. Um and I do it like in medical instances. So if I'm like 
I need to set up this referral because he's in San Antonio with his mom. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm stepmom. But yeah, like he lives with us all the time. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh So I, I guess for like official stuff is when we have to clarify that. Yeah. That they're, they're uh, your step kid, your step kid. But if I'm talking to someone and they're like, Hey, my kid's having a birthday party and I'm like, Oh, I'll bring my kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't ever, it's never on my mind to differentiate that Michael's my stepson. Yeah. Ever. Um, but yeah, so that's my, that's my judgment like zone right there. Um, and it is what it is, but yeah. So like when, so growing up, we both had step parents. Um, so my stepdad was like really good. Uh, Jimmy, love you. Um, and I've, I got this a few times and this is how, you know, he was like a really good step parent and he was just a parent. Um, uh, all my friends thought that he was my dad, even though they, they saw me, they heard me call him Jimmy all the time, yeah. like by his, by his name, but they never put it together. Like, Oh, he just might be stepdad. And it was like, yeah. Oh no, I thought that was your dad cuz he was always around and he was very involved in my life. And uh yeah, we did everything together, right? Um but then we went to go play basketball and my dad came and I was calling him dad and everybody was like confused. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, even though like we look a lot alike." <laughs> uh especially as I get older. Um dad, love you. Uh they they heard me calling and they were like afterwards um, or maybe it was the next day or a few days later they were all telling me like bro that's your dad I was like I thought Jimmy was your dad it's like well yeah Jimmy's my stepdad but mm-hmm. and I have my real dad or my biological dad so like I was lucky enough to grow up with a pretty much two dads yeah um, and yeah going into being a step parent that's kind of like uh the bar was set pretty high, and I, that's what I was aiming for. Yeah. So, we're going to get personal, guys. So, like, strap in, right? Yeah. So, do you ever, like, look back? So, okay, I'll just tell my story, and then I'll ask you this question. So, for me, um, my parents never built each other up, right? So, if I was with my dad and my stepmom, um, they never, like built up my mom they always only had negative things to say and the same with my mom like my mom never built up my stepmom to make me have a good relationship with her um and i think as an adult we have somewhat mended the relationship my stepmom and i um but i don't think our relationship is what it could have been had my parents tried to build that relationship right yeah um, and my mom was remarried once to a guy who was my stepdad. Um, I hated that guy, like, from the get. And I made it known, like, to everyone, like, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just a bad situation. And then, I mean, my stepmom's been in my life for as long as I can remember. Like, I don't ever remember. I don't have memories of her not being there. Um, 
But I do, I look back on it and I see the relationship that we could have had and how I single-handedly sabotaged that relationship for no reason other than to try to appease my mom, who in my opinion should have been build, like building me up to have a good relationship with her um, because she was part of my life, whether I wanted her to be or didn't. Yeah. Um, and so going back to what I said earlier of how that helped me be a step-parent, um, so my daughter's dad is remarried and she's a nice lady. I don't have like any sort of relationship with her, but I've never negatively tried to influence Braylon toward her. You know, like I'll tell her, Hey, have you called Amanda? Have you talked to her? Have you talked to your dad? Um, and I want her to have a good relationship with her because whether I like this lady or whether I don't, she's going to be in her life for mm -hmm until her dad decides she's not going to be right. Um, so yeah, you have I mean, no control over it and you could either yeah. make it better for Braylon or worse. Yeah. So, and, and I think her dad does a good job of that with you too. Yeah. I think her dad does a good job of building you up because he knows you are the person who's here in the day to day. Right. Yeah. Um, and if I just think my life could have went differently had my parents, not tried to make it negative that I had a step parent there because granted we had our struggles in life. And I mean, we can talk about those later if you want, I have it written down, but um, we had our struggles with my stepmom trying to be a stepmom while raising her own kid. And I think so backtrack, my dad was in a similar situation to you where when he married my stepmom, she had a son, um, and his dad wasn't in the picture. So my dad was his only dad. Yeah. Um, and so she was trying to figure out how to navigate becoming a stepmom while having infant twins um, and her own son to take care of who was trying to fit into this crazy family. Um, and then having like me and my older sister just being assholes all the time <laughs> for no reason. Um, so I think... Yeah, I kind of, and I took it back earlier, but I do kind of regret the way that I sabotaged the relationship that I could have had with her. Um, because as a stepmom now, um, we've had some of that where <laughs> where single-handedly our own kids have tried to sabotage the relationships we have built with them to make the other parent happy. And, and it's hard. It's uh, a... <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard to not get angry at the kids because all they're doing is trying to make their parents happy. Yeah. Um, whether that's you or the other parent, um, they just want everybody to be happy and no matter where they're at to feel like they're accepted and loved. And when your parents are plotting against each other and talking about each other and putting you in the middle it makes you feel like you don't belong in any place. And I never want my kids to have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids just start, eventually they feel, feel used and not cared about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a turd oh. to whenever towards my stepmom. Yeah. That's the question I was going to ask you. Like looking back, uh, do you do you like ever look back and think of how your relationship with her could have been different? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, just like you were saying, our relationship now is, is pretty good. Um, 
mainly because like I'm the one making the decision to make sure that like we're good. Like she wants the relationship to be good. I want the relationship to be good. Um, And any outside factors that try to mess that up, I'm able to make a decision on whether to block that stuff or, or, you know, take it into consideration. Um, But yes, so similar to your story, when I was growing up, I gave my dad a lot of trouble uh, when he remarried and I was just pretty much a piece of shit. Every time I went over there, um, I would act out and then I, um, my stepsister uh, was in the picture and I was really, really, really mean to her for no reason. And I, I was really, really mean to my stepmom. Uh, one reason was I thought my dad was like being taken away from me. So I was kind of like placing the blame on them, which wasn't the case. Um, all these years later, like I know everything my dad has went through. Uh, it sucks uh, that I had to experience pretty much almost the same thing that he did. But, so I was acting out, treating my stepsister like shit, treating my stepmom like shit. And on the other side, uh, it was being made to, to seem, to make it seem like my stepmom was a bad person, yeah. which they had all their stuff going on. So naturally they're not going to be perfect. Uh, they're building a new family. They're trying to get their life together. Um, and then she's trying to process being a step parent as well. And then uh, me acting the way I was, I wish I could go back and not be that way. But it was like you were saying, like, I didn't know everything that was going on. I like, mm-hmm. I knew what I was being told about her. But you're being fed like, yeah. like no one was fostering the relationship because i mean how it's been 30 years yeah and your dad's still with her and she's still in your life yeah um but no one was fostering that like um like she's gonna be there you know because if and this is just me like hindsight right you can only look at things in hindsight and try to be better in the future but if my daughter's dad ever called me and told me she was treating her stepbrothers or her stepmom some kind of crazy way, uh, that wouldn't happen. Like we would, I would make it very clear to her that that is not okay. Yeah. And, um, and that never happened with me. Right. Like when I, <laughs> when I would sabotage my stepmom or, um, whatever. And you know, I was never mean to my brother. Um, him and I always have had, like, we've always been super close. I was really mean to her, but I was never mean to him. And I sometimes think, like, why? Because when you talk about it, like, you were mean to Carla and your stepmom, right? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just her. It was both of them. But I, like, it was specifically her. And thinking back, it's like all the negative stuff was just about her. It wasn't about, like, my brother or whatever the case may be. It was just, like, singly pointed and... Yeah, it's it's a hindsight, right? So Yeah, uh yeah, there was no there were never any nice things being said uh on either side. Uh it was just either not talked about or bad things were getting said. But I mean, you're 35 years old and it's still that way. 
Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like now I can make my own decisions and I can kind of navigate the, the bullshit yeah. and build the relationships that I want and or foster the relationships that I want without everybody can tell me their side of the story. I'm going to go with what I know and what I see and how I'm treated and how you guys are treated, right? So, um, but... <laughs> But I will say, and like if anyone's listening, don't get offended. We are literally just having a conversation to yeah. like get this information out. But um, even though on one side you were getting a lot of negative information about your stepmom, I don't think we've ever had a conversation where your dad has ever negatively said anything about your stepdad. No. So, it yeah. Was, so, so he's never... And I wonder if that's why you had such a good relationship with your stepdad, because your dad never put a negative connotation on you having. He a didn't. He was. He's actually. He's he's glad yeah. that he was there, because it could have gone the other way where, uh, he, my stepdad could have been a piece of crap and he could have beat me or he could have like brought bad influences around me. But I lucked out that he was a freaking saint is a freaking saint and like raised me the way he did um and was good to me and the family and everybody and uh broke his back for us so i I know my dad was thankful for that um and they they talked they're like they were cordial with each other but they rarely talked so i would vent i would guess once a year maybe like they had a conversation that lasted two minutes. Yeah, but it's different if like on one side you're hearing all these bad things so it's negatively impacting and on the other side, like ignorance is bliss, right? So if you're not hearing anything bad, even if it's radio silence, right? Like just that is not a topic of discussion in my home. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing than negative comments being made. In my opinion. So, like, you're hearing negative things about your stepmom, which is ultimately turning you negatively against her, but you're not hearing anything bad about your stepdad, so you have no reason to sabotage that relationship with him. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know. Uh, But I think, like, all of that, like, with you and with me, um, being grown-ups and having our own stepkids... um, we can look back on the experiences we had and know what we want to do, what we want to mirror and what we don't want to mirror. Yes. Right. Yeah. And for the most part, we've, we've done that. Uh, we, we've gone off our experience and kind of, uh, made our way through, through our marriage and and the way we parent from, the way we were raised and kind of try to stay away from all the the negative stuff that that we saw growing up and and witnessed and yeah and let me make this very clear to all of you listeners um there are times when i would love to tell my kids (laughs) some crazy things about their other parent um and i just make the decision not to um Because what my opinion toward the other parent is, and whether that's um, my stepson's mom and his stepdad or my daughter's dad and his stepmom, her stepmom, uh, 
Um, I don't want them to experience the negative energy that's unnecessary that I had to experience. So even when my brain's about to explode because on either side of the fence, they are making me crazy. Um, I know that putting that burden on my kids, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately you have to look out for the best interest uh, of the kid and put your ego to the side Yes. and, and co-parent as best as possible. Um, because that will only make, uh, your child's life that much better. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw my opinion out and you can like it or not. Okay. Um, let's hear it. But I very much dislike the word co-parenting. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Um, what's, so, a, what's a better so word? So for me, I think it's a buzzword. I think it's like, let's say co-parent because that's what everyone's saying people should do. Um, I just think communication. I think if you can just simply talk to each other, like... I don't want to talk to you about what Braylon's going to do when she's with you. I don't want to talk to you about what Michael's going to do when he's with you. If it is something critical that I need to know about one of my children, talk to me about it. Yeah. Like big decisions, right? Like don't talk to me about your life. Like, like you have your own life and I have mine and I'm not going to call you and tell you how my day went because it's none of your business. But if it's about our kid, whether you're the step parent, whether you're the biological parent, um, if you are in the picture and you have something to say about the kid that's critical, like we should be able to have a conversation and communicate that information and then hang up the phone. Um, yeah, I think co-parenting is a buzzword just to get people to say like, oh, I co-parent. But do you like, do you, yeah. do you I mean, read custody papers and say like, <laughs> You, it is 4.36 and you can't pick up until 5. Um, do you like say, hey, I'll take them to the airport? Or do you say, you pick up at my house and so you need to get a rental car and drive to my house from the airport? Um, and that's just, ultimately, it's just looking out for the kid. Like, do you really want your kid to look out the window and see their other parents sitting in the driveway for 20 minutes because you're being an asshole and won't let your kid go outside? <laughs> like, what are you going to do in those 20 minutes that's so critical that your kid can't walk outside and go with their other parent 20 minutes early? Yeah. Nothing. But if you are the, if you are in that kind of relationship with the other parent where you can't even communicate, like, hey, I just drove for five hours and I got here 10 minutes early. Can I please pick up the kid? And if they say no, then... Sure, you can throw out the co-parenting buzzword, but for me, that buzzword is you're being an asshole. Yeah. And we can't even have a simple conversation that's what's in the best interest of the kid. Um, and I'll tell you a story about why I think that way, um, being a step-parent. So I told you that my brother's dad wasn't in the picture, and that happened shortly after my, I guess, my earliest memories, my stepmom and step, or my stepmom and dad got married. So my brother's dad was in the picture for a while um, and it would be like my brother's dad would say he was coming and my brother would get all excited and like pack a bag and stand at the door and wait and sometimes he would be hours late and sometimes he wouldn't show and I think that did a number on my brother like whether he wants to admit it or face the facts or whatever it is you know uh, that's emotional for any kid. 
Um, and so I think when you put kids in situations where they have to watch the discontentment between the two parents, um, you're putting unnecessary burdens on the kid yeah. because they don't know what to do. They're stuck in the middle and, and you're just stressing them out for no reason. So that story of my brother standing at the door waiting for his dad to come and then his dad showing up an hour late and my stepmom and him arguing in the front yard. Um, I remember that and I don't want my kids to face that. So if, like if Michael's mom shows up 30 minutes earlier, if Braylon's dad shows up an hour early, like I'm okay with the kids going because that hour of time, those 60 minutes, there's nothing critical that's going to happen that that other parent needs to just sit outside and wait for. Yeah. Um, Cause all it's doing is hurting the kid. So that's one of the things that I saw and I was like, Oh man, like I never want my kid to feel the way that I see my brother feeling. And even though I wasn't that much older than him, it just sucked like from third party, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And little acts like that, that's not, you're put in when you do something like that or when something like that happens. Um, and we bring up these examples cause this is what's happened to us. Um, so, uh, when something like that happens, it's the parent not looking out for the kid. They put the kid aside completely and just focus on their own feelings. Yep. And like, well, uh, it wasn't a happy marriage and it, it was shitty. So this is like payback for all that that happened. Yep. And yeah, you might, it might be payback for you, but in reality, all you're hurting is the child Yeah. and they're going to see that. And so I don't want, like, anyone to get the misconception that, like, I'm a perfect step-parent. I know I'm talking a lot in this podcast. Sorry, guys. You gotta hear my voice. But, um, because I've done those things, right? Like, I've been freaking facetious and just doing things, um, out of spite. And afterwards, I felt like trash. Like, I felt bad. Um, and for those of you who, like don't know me on a personal level. Um, I'm really bad about doing stuff in the moment <laughs> and then having to go back and apologize um, and saying, you know, like I shouldn't have done that. I like flipped off the lid. I did something in the moment. Um, and, and I had to learn from that. And so I think if, if you do that and you remember the way you felt afterwards, it'll keep you from doing it again. And then just thinking about like what it's doing to the kids. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's a very hard thing to do because simply because of that previous relationship you had with that parent and then your ego comes into play and it's it's hard to to remember and to refocus on uh on the child in in those moments because emotions start oh man, they go crazy, you start getting angry, you're frustrated. And you just want to go with your first reaction and whatever pops into your head, that's what you want to say. And those are the things you want to do. But yeah, you have to take a second. You have to breathe and remember why you're going through all that. Um, because you're, you're trying to do what's best for your kid, right? Uh, whether it's an, an exchange or maybe you're trying to figure something out over the phone to, 
uh, there's something you have to buy your kid or there's there's you're trying to sign them up for for a sport or you're trying to decide on their education route, whatever the case may be, um, those things can get out of control quick. Um, yes. So, yeah, you have to take a second to to realize what you're doing, take a breath and steer back, get back on track uh, to do what you need to do for the kid. Because it's easy for whoever the primary custodian is, um, whoever the parent that the kid lives with the most, um, it's easy for that person to be like, I don't really care about your opinion. I'm going to do it. And I'm just like informing you of it. Right. Yeah. Um, but if the parent has legitimate concerns, like, Hey, I don't want my kid to play soccer because he has asthma and he's going to be running a lot and you're just doing something because you like it. Like that's a legitimate concern that you need to take into consideration. If your other, or your ex or the other parent or whatever says, you know, I don't want him to play soccer because I work on Saturdays and I can't go to the games. Like, that's not a legitimate concern. That's you thinking about yourself and not thinking about the child. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I find myself in that predicament where I'm talking to my daughter's dad about something and he'll disagree with me. And then my first reaction is like, well, I don't really give a shit because you don't <laughs> get a decision in this. But then I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to write that. I'm going to say something to the effect of, like, do you have legitimate concerns on why she can't do this or... Or why she shouldn't. Why she shouldn't, yeah. So, for I'll give a story um, for horseback riding. So, all of our kids are in horseback riding lessons. Um, our two oldest kids wanted to do more horseback riding lessons because Michael does... Um, roping competitions and Braylon wants to be in show jumping competitions. Thank you, Netflix shows. And, um, when I was talking to her dad, okay. So the whole point of that story was the kids wanted extra lessons. And so their trainer told them, Hey, you can come an extra day a week and help out around the barn, like scooping poop and feeding the horses and brushing them and giving them baths, whatever, just farm work. Um, and then I'll give you an extra lesson for free. Not that we couldn't afford an extra lesson, but just simply saying, um, sometimes you got to work for the extra things that you want. We're trying to teach them a life lesson there. Um, and when I was talking to her dad about her working around the farm, um, he was like, well, I don't think that she should be like working for these things. And I'm like, okay, like, like why, what is your reasoning behind it? And if your reasoning is you just don't want her to do it, like that's not a reason, that's an opinion. Um, And because for us, we want like, to say our kids aren't spoiled would be incorrect. They are very spoiled. Um, But we try to teach them humility along the way of those things. Um, That yes, you are being given a lot of things right now, but there's a reason because we work for them, we put in effort. And so for our kids, to get the extra lessons for our trainer to say, Hey, you could come here and help me do these things. We're teaching them that life lesson of you work for the things you want and you get rewarded for doing those things. Um, so his concern of, he just didn't want her doing it to me wasn't a legitimate reason for her not to do it. 
there was no reason for her not to other than he just didn't want her to quote unquote be working. Um, and she's not working. She's just helping out in an effort to sow the rewards that she's getting or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, there can be legitimate concerns. Well, maybe it's not safe or or something like that. Um, which, and then you talk about it, right? You communicate yeah. like what's going to happen. The trainers there. There are three trainers on site all the time. They're never going to be left alone. They have been doing riding lessons for over a year. They know horse safety. They know what to do in and around the barn. Um, yep. So yeah, like if my kids started horseback riding lessons yesterday, and then their trainer was like, "Hey, you can come in here and work," I'd be like, mm, "Maybe we should like teach them that you don't walk behind a horse without touching it." Yeah, let's get <laughs> them know? get comfortable around horses yeah. and, and know a little bit about. Uh, how to act around them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still sketchy about horses. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's one of the difficulties uh, with blended families is, like, you can't make those decisions right away at home. Um, like, we're me and you with our two youngest. We can, like, we can have that agreement or we can talk it out or or whatever, like, right then and there as opposed to for Michael and Braylon, we have to contact the other parents. Yeah. And it, that could take a day. That could take a week. Uh, and then there's the either and agreement or maybe an argument. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of um, hoops to jump through just to do this one thing. That could so like we could so simply just make that decision without them. But we simply choose to include them in those decisions. Um, And I think that we're both guilty of sometimes making those decisions and then informing um, instead of communicating before the decisions are made. But there is no excuse for that. Let me say that first and foremost. There is no excuse for us to exclude them and make the decision and then inform but I don't think we've ever done it and then not taken into consideration something that the other parent has said or included, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not easy. Um, having a blended family has its difficulties, but it also has its, its pros. There's, there's good things that come out of uh, blended families like me. I'm, I'm glad uh, I guess it's weird to say, but I'm glad my parents went their separate ways and, and divorced and, and then built their families, um, which included us, obviously. But like, I, I'm glad for that. Uh, so I had, so we had blended families on, on both ends. Yeah. Um, because I have my brothers and sisters that came out of it and, uh, and then the step parents that came out of it. So it extended my family. Uh, which is awesome. Um, I, I forgot where I was going with this. The pros. Yeah, the pros of, of having blended families. Um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going uh, with the point I was trying to make. And <laughs> well, it extended my family, right? I, I I got a lot of, out of it, like my brothers and sisters, I guess. that That's one of the pros. But um, like what do you think – would you rather just have, like, if your parents stayed married and it was just you and your sister? So obviously, you know nothing about what the future held with uh, 
with your younger sisters and and, and your brother, uh, your stepbrother, uh, who, he's your brother. Yeah. But like you knew none of that, but your mom and dad stayed married, but it was a shitty relationship. Um, like, that's hard for me to answer because I have no memories of them together. Like you have memories, even though very few and sporadic. You have memories of your parents together. I have none. So, um, so it's hard for me to imagine that, um, because I've never known it. Um, so, I mean, I can give my own experience of today. Um, I'm glad that me and my daughter's dad split our ways. Um, and he went in his, built his family and I built mine. Um, even though I had no idea what the future held. Right. So I think it was what was best for Braylon. I think it was what was best for both of us. And then out of it, we got our family and he has his, you know, um, but the same thing with Braylon, Braylon will never remember her dad and I together. Like that's not a memory she will have, uh, because we split when she was so young. Um, but yeah, I think for the kids, um, for our two oldest kids, I think Michael has a very big family on his mom's side and Braylon has a good family with her dad. Um, so I think they get the perks of it, even though I dislike it. <laughs> like I hate when my kids leave and they're not here. Uh, the house feels like, like we're missing something, you know? Yeah. Um, but Yeah, I think it goes back to what you were saying of the filling the roles like like I've never wanted to take the position of Michael's mom away or the position of Braylon's dad away. But the ultimate finality of it is 80 percent of the year they're with you and I. Yeah. So we're going to fill those roles um, and they make their own decisions. So. um, Yeah, it's. I don't know. Um, I think it's great when people's parents are together and they don't have step parents. I think it, it makes life easier. You don't have the hassles and the burdens that people have to jump through. Um, I think it's bad if you're together for the sake of being together. Um, yeah. Like, if you know you're in a toxic relationship and whatever the hurdles you're jumping through, you two cannot come together and overcome those hurdles. Um, I think you should call it a day. Um, But I do think that that's sometimes the easy route for a lot of people where they're just like, hey, this isn't working. Like, let's (laughs) let's split. Yeah. Um, Instead of you know yeah you might do, hit, doing hit, a marriage <laughs> yeah you might hit a bump in the marriage and then be like all right i'm out yeah. um yeah i think if my parents would have stayed together i would have been all fucked up <laughs> so i think you just have glad. to know your parents right like i don't want my parents to be married like that would be horrible on all accounts my dad's crazy my mom's crazy and together they would be a whole shit show <laughs> but um we love you guys. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> but um, I just, 
I don't ever remember them being together other than in a negative capacity, like screaming at each other in the front yard. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Like all the memories that I have of my parents being together, which are very few, they're not good ones. Not happy. Yeah, I don't remember like them holding hands or them, you know, wrapped up together on the couch or anything good or like laughing at all. All I remember are or arguments and fights and like I have a memory of us going to Disneyland and it was nothing but fights. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, and that, I mean I've seen pictures but I, I I don't know any of it. So all I remember was the, the bad stuff for the most part. Maybe that's what stuck out the most and there were some good ones. I just don't remember. But yeah, yeah I think that that would have just been bad for me. So I'm glad they went their separate ways and then built their own families and now it ultimately I benefit from having those two families. Yeah. More Christmases, more Thanksgiving Thanksgivings. Yeah. Yeah. So I it and shit man, it's just it's hard that like they went through a lot of the same struggles that, that we've gone through. And um although we learned from their struggles on I'm gonna say the bet buzzword on how to co-parent better yeah um how to work with the other parents so that our kids benefit from us because i think we got lost in their fight Mm -hmm. growing up both of us so me with my parents um our well-being kind of got lost maybe they thought they were arguing for our well-being but in reality it was there was something more. It wasn't us. Like we were just the excuse and they attacked each other. Um, so I will say, um, I think a lot of parents fight for possession of the child. Um, not realizing that a child is not a possession. They are a person. Um, and I think you have to, like really sit down and soul search and look at the goods and bads of yourself. Right. So, um, I will say growing up, um, I'll get into a little bit. My first one was, um, just some things on how I learned what I wanted and what I didn't want. But, um, I will say growing up, um, Being around my dad and stepmom, um, my dad was very strict, very no-nonsense. Um, he had rules and we would follow them. My stepmom enforced them by way of my dad. Um, and that family was very rigid. You know, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of leeway there. There were like, hard set rules and that was it um and my mom was pretty carefree right like she was a single mom she uh let us do whatever the hell we wanted she wanted to be the cool mom and so our decision was we want to go live with our mom right like we want the fun we want to go out with our friends and we want to not have a curfew and was that what was best for us And the answer to that question is no, right? Um, And shout out to my sister. What up? Um, 
by way of living with my mom, uh, my sister got pregnant in high school, dropped out of high school, later went back and got her GED. But had we been strictly living with my dad on his rigid set of rules that we hated with a passion, um, that might have been different. You know, and I love my niece. I love my sister. Uh, I would never have wanted that to go any other way. But um, I just think sometimes kids get lost in the, this is what I want. And parents make them a a possession rather than a child. Um, and it's, I want him here living with me or I want her here living with me. And it's not taking into account what's best for the kid. Yeah. So you might want them to go live with you, but actively sit down and do some soul searching and think about the life you would give them vice the life that the other parent's giving. And I'm not trying to say demean yourself or make yourself less than, but like, are you really doing what's best for the kid or are you trying to prove that you're better than the other parent? And that's where you have to push your ego aside and, and yeah. like really uh, see what's going on and, and what's best for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be that them living with you is the best option. Uh, but you really have to take a hard look at whether living with the, the other parent is the better option. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a tough pill to swallow if it you is. realize that you are not the better option. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, those options are equal. Sometimes. Yeah. Some, and I hate this phrase so much and I'm going to use it anyway. But sometimes it's just why change what's working. Um, and I would say, you know, um, there's probably more often than not a lot of times where that's the case where both parents have their act together, you know, they're good loving parents who have the best interest of interest of the child at heart. But by way of this is just what we have been doing. So why change it? It stays the same a lot. Yeah. Um, and one parent, um, I would say, uh, gets the shaft <laughs> in that instance where the other parent is having the majority of the time when they're just getting every other weekend or whatever yeah. the case may be. Unless you can work together, you know, in that communication and say like, hey, I'm off next weekend. I know it's not the weekend I'm supposed to have them, but you've had them all week. Can I get them for the weekend or can I get them for a couple of days during the weeks? That way you have the weekend because I have all the other weekends. Yeah. And it's just talking to each other and making it work. Yeah. And if that, if that kind of communication is there, good on you because that is not easy, uh, easily achieved. Yeah. I think this is another one of my opinions. I think parents should be able to, and I think, um, Braylon's dad and I do this really well. I think we talk, through a lot of things and come up with like plans. And then if stuff just gets super crazy, the custody papers are the backup. They shouldn't be the primary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wrote that down parenting plans. Um, I think so like for summer this year, you know, crazy, all this COVID stuff's happening. Um, was not going to let Braylon fly by herself across the United States. Um, and so we're restricted with all these military travel restrictions and stuff. So sending letters up to generals to get signed, to travel, to go get our kids and things of that nature. Um, 
And we literally just had a flowing dialogue for days trying to figure out what was going to happen, who could fly, where we were going to pick up at, could we drive to certain airports. Um, And if I go look at my custody papers, the day he picks her up and the day he's going to bring her back are not what those papers say. But we were able to sit down and have a dialogue and talk through what was in the best interest of Brayla and making sure that he got the time with her, his family got to spend time with her and see her through summer. Um, And then, you know, if stuff gets crazy, I'll be like, you have to have her back by the state per the custody papers. And that's not optional. Um, But yeah, the custody papers should just be. Uh, or mediation paper, whatever they are, they should just be a baseline, yeah. like uh, of uh, split time between either parent. It should not be like you should be able to work around that, yeah. just like you guys were doing. Uh, because that's we keep on saying this, but that's what's best for the child, honestly. Yeah. Uh, when when parents are are communicating that way, and, and again, it's not easy, but. It's like the best thing you can do. Uh, what one of the other things about blended families is, and this is one that we struggle with a bunch, is uh, parenting styles. Oh yeah. Um. So that's hard to to manage uh, in a in a blended family, and so. I'm trying to figure out how to how to put this together uh or how to say this the right way. So for parenting styles ours are, are pretty different. Um usually we come to an agreement. So you're more of the uh like your dad, like the rigid um I would say I have type. those attributes, but um I think I learned a lot from my dad that I don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's exactly how you are, but that's more of the way that you lean towards and I'm more of the laid back, uh, I'll say something (laughs) when something bad happens. Yeah. uh, Or do something or for the most part, you know, uh, let the kids run around and if they hurt themselves, that's when I'll step in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something along those lines. Um, And it's easier to come to terms to an agreement when there are kids. So our two youngest. That's easier to to, uh, solve that issue. But when it comes to the older two. um, So the ones that come from previous relationships. It's harder. Because you are the step parent, right? Like. Like you're thinking that in the back of of your head, um, like, well, I'm the step parent, so is this gonna fly? I guess yeah. uh, whether it's disciplining uh, the child or telling the child to do something. I can't think of a good example. Yeah, so I will say uh, I struggled with that when we first got married. Yeah, but now I'm just like. Go clean your damn room. Well, yeah, now, now it's it's <laughs> um, not really an issue. But with starting out with a blended family, like that's... Yeah, that, I will say that is definitely um, a struggle in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, for me, becoming a stepmom, and again, I learned a lot after becoming a stepmom in the past 10 years since we've been together. 
Um, all I knew was I didn't want to be like my stepmom. And there was really no reason for me not to be like her because she was all in all a good stepmom. Like she was there for me. She was at my like shows and school functions and things. Um, and I just, I made it a bad thing. Um, and, but I will say adding into parenting styles, I had a daughter, Michael was a boy. Um, I did not know how to mom a boy. And when we got married and Michael started coming to us frequently, uh, you were working very long hours, like 18, 20 hour days, some days. Um, and I was just kind of thrown into the mix. So <laughs> I became a stepmom in a whirlwind. Um, and I really didn't know how to, I, I had those thoughts a lot. Like, can I do this? Can I say that? Yeah, can I make him do this? You didn't know what was um, crossing the line. Yeah. Cause that's how I felt with Braylon. Like, if I do this or if I say this, am I crossing a line? Because there's another parent to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Well, you, but also uh, yeah. uh, her dad. I'll tell you the the aha moment for me um, was when Michael introduced me as his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was like, hey, this is my mom, Holly. <laughs> I was like, oh. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm doing something right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and I think it broke the barrier of of the stepmom thing. Yeah. Um, and that will sometimes never happen. You know, uh, my stepmom's been my stepmom for forever, and I've never referred to her as just my mom. Um, and I don't know why. Like I've never. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Jimmy, I've never. Well, I referred to him as my dad, like but I've you, never called him dad. It's it's always been jimmy so yeah but i think when when you're talking to people you'll say like this is my dad yeah ne- i've never done that hmm. i would always just say like hey this is my stepmom sean that's it um but yeah i don't know that's a parenting styles are definitely a hard one and i will say it took us a long time um and many fights <laughs> yeah to, so not not only with to us figure it out but there was some outside factors, specifically our families, that made that a lot more difficult. Um, because I know on my end, I was, I guess, influenced. I, I cared a lot what everybody else was thinking yeah. uh, on how we were parenting, how I was parenting, and how how you were parenting, yeah. both Michael and Braylon. And... Nobody ever saw eye to eye. Uh, even like if we thought we were doing it right and we were doing it the way we were doing it, um, somebody didn't like it. And it, I, I know for me, it affected me a lot. Like um, I felt it. If they said, oh, well, that's not right. I was like, oh, shit, maybe I need to change something. And somebody just like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm the parent. That's the way I'm doing it. Yeah. Which now that's, the way we do it which is (laughs) so it's a lot easier but in the past so whether it was my mom or my dad or my sister or even a friend saying something like that or kind of hinting towards it uh it had a huge impact on me and it made me think twice was like well am i doing it right when it comes to braylon like should i not done that sure should i've done something else like questioning myself 
Um, and then the same thing when you did something uh, for Michael or or you told him something not to do that or he can't go here or or whatever the case may be. And then somebody said something. I was like, Ugh. yeah, so it, it, uh, just, it just made it really awkward and difficult. Uh, yeah, I will say for those of you who are experiencing that, um, that put a huge strain on our marriage a lot. And I will say we have gotten way better at it. But those outside factors are still in play now 10 years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't just magically go away. But you have to come to an agreement with your spouse um, that, hey, these are our kids and these are our decisions. You know, they had their chance at raising kids. Um, they did good things and bad things. And now is our chance. And we're going to do good things and bad things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those outside factors they play in a lot and um it almost i will say for me um almost made me feel less than as a stepmom um where i was trying to be a step parent um but not a step like i was just trying to be a parent i wasn't trying yeah. to be a step parent well cuz those are the cases where you feel like you're just the just step, a step parent, parent and yeah. i'm using air quotes and where it, outside influences make you feel like you're just a step parent mm -hmm. instead of like, no, I'm, I'm their fucking dad. Like, or I'm yeah. their mom. Like the, yeah. leave the step part out of it. Like, yeah, I am raising that child. <laughs> and I think you have to, um, yeah. So I'll go into a story, uh, that has played a huge role in my parenting of step parenting and regular parenting, um, and has caused a lot of fights between us. And that is um, equal treatment of all four of our kids. Mm. So um, when I was growing up, my stepmom's family very much let me and my sister know that we were the stepkids. Um, and because my brother was... His dad wasn't in the picture, even though my dad was fulfilling the role. And if you talk to my brother to this day, his dad is my dad, you know. So, um, but every time we went around her family, Shane was like top of the totem pole. And then like, it was almost like her family was trying to fill the gap that his dad was gone, even though that gap was already being filled, if that makes sense. And then second was the twins because my dad was there. And then very bottom, like touching the floor was me and my sister. Um, and we felt it, whether it was in the gifts we received or being allowed to stay the night with one of the cousins or uh, going to the grandparents' house, whatever the case may be, we felt it. And as an adult, I will say uh, I still don't like it. Like, I still don't like the way I was treated on that instance. So, the equality of our kids is so important to me. Um, and we feel it from both sides of our family. Where our parents, I will say mainly our parents, because that's who, like, I would say the biggest culprits are, um, lean toward one of our kids and treat them a little bit like, maybe a little bit better than the other or will want to take one of the kids, but not the others. And, um, I think if you don't set those boundaries with your families very early, 
it will cause a lot of strain on your relationship. It will cause strain on your children and it will cause strain on your relationship with your children. Um, and by that, it's like, um, like, for example, let's say my mom was coming down and she was like, hey, I'm going to take Braylon to do this, but she wasn't going to take the other kids. Um, one, it puts a strain on me and my mom's relationship because I'm going to have to like tell her that that's a no-go with us. It's going to put a strain on me and your relationship because you're going to be like, why doesn't your mom want to take the other kids? And it's going to put a strain on the kids because they're trying to figure out what they did wrong that grandma only wants to take one of them. Or Mimi. Sorry, my bad. That Mimi only wants to take one of them. And I will say I have spent countless nights as a child trying to figure out why I wasn't good enough for my stepmom's family. Uh, And that sucks. That's That's a hard pill to swallow because there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the nature of the beast, right? Like, this is my biological grandchild. And so I'm going to take them to do this and you're not invited because you go with your mom every other weekend and do stuff with her. And I think um, for me, that was one of the huge, what I didn't want to do as a parent. Never wanted my kids going through those feelings that I had to, had to navigate through on my own because I wasn't comfortable enough with my stepmom of my own volition to go talk to her about how I was feeling. And so those outside factors such as parents or friends or siblings or whatever the case may be, um, I would say will constantly play a role in your parenting if you have a blended family. Or even if you don't have a blended family, I think those outside factors still play. Um, But I think as parents to those children, you have to sit down and literally write down some hardcore boundaries like um like our parents will not dictate these decisions um and they may tell us what they think and that is fine like you can (laughs) say the words that you want to say um but at the end of the day we're the parents we're raising these kids and either you or i will make the decision and no one else has that power yep so (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, just like you said, at the end of the day, we're the parents and what we say goes. And if you let anybody else take that power from you, then you fucked up. (laughs) And I would also say, like, if you let people make you feel like you're a bad parent, you've already lost your power. Um, Because, you know, when the door closes at night and your kids are in bed, you're the person in that house. You're the one making the decision. You're the one making sure these little tiny people who you don't know how they got to be where they're at in life today. Um, But you're the person who's keeping them alive, who is making decisions in their best interest, who is doing all these things that we've talked about up until this point. And, um, and people are always going to have something bad to say. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You're there for the day to day for the good and the bad. Everybody else, whether it's family, friends, whoever, they get a very, very small glimpse of of what you're doing to raise your kid, your kids. Um, so when you make a decision, like that's it when it comes to your child. That's it. Uh, other people might have their two cents, but you do not have to take it. I think where a lot of parents fail, or not fail, but like, 
hit a roadblock is they will let someone discount what they're saying to their kids. Like if I tell my kids, you will not have ice cream because it's 10 o'clock at night. And then someone else goes, oh, no, it's okay that they have ice cream. And you let them give it to your kids. Like you, you're in the wrong as a parent at that point. Um, that should be a very hard, like, no, like that's not, that's not your decision to make. Like I'm the parent here. Um, because I think it takes a, kids are very smart. Uh, and I think they very much know what they can get, what they can get away with, with different people. Um, so example, like our two youngest kids stay with my mom frequently, not frequently, but like if we're going on a grown up vacation or if we're going somewhere, they'll normally stay with my mom or my dad. And they know that when they're with Mimi, like mom's rules are out the window. They can do (laughs) what they want when they want. But if I'm present, um, my mom doesn't get to make those decisions anymore. That's, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's your wheelhouse, right? So, um, yeah, like if I say, no, you're not getting on the four-wheeler, and my mom's like, I'll go get it. That's a conversation I have with my mom of, yeah. that's not your decision. And with button families, it becomes a little bit trickier because when you're telling, let's take the ice cream thing, and you're telling all the kids, no, no ice cream because it's already 10, you're about to take your ass to bed. Um, okay, somebody might fight you and like, well, you can tell them because those are your kids, but you're just a stepmom or a stepdad of this kid. So yeah. they And I'm saying they can have ice cream. Because I'm the grandma or I'm yeah. the grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's hard to deal with. Like not easy at all. And it will cause fights. But you are the parent. And that's. Yeah. It's where you, it's where the, you have to have those boundaries set. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you, you hold your ground on that. <laughs> for yeah. sure. And. And like, it's not e- easy. E- even if you have those boundaries, people, some people have like the natural like inclination to, to test those boundaries yeah. and they want to, um, especially in blended families. Um, I, I guess it's a feeling of people feel more, uh, entitled to yeah. like, maybe your mom felt more entitled to, raising how Braylon should be raised uh, than me yeah. because she was around longer. Or maybe my mom felt more entitled to how Michael should be raised in the decision-making because she's been around longer. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, that's the stuff that it's not easy to deal with, but you have to push it aside. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah, being being in a blended family, um, it definitely comes with its own set of challenges. You're dealing with everybody's shit. <laughs> the other parents, your your own family, your in laws, your in laws, uh, friends, um, everybody, everybody that has something to say. You're you're dealing with all of it. Yeah, and I'll say. Um, when we look at our family and the challenges we faced, I mean, you could go through the gambit with all the things we've been through in our our family and what we faced. But I will say the biggest hurdle that we've had to overcome is 
is those outside factors, mainly um, in-laws on both sides. And that's where you're just like, (laughs) you have to have that bond with your spouse to say, you know, at the end of the day, if you can't stand up and say like, hey, no, like, like when we leave here, he's going to be there every day raising these kids. So I really don't care that you disagree with this because he's in her life far more than the two times every year that you see her or however often you see your parents. Um, but if you guys can't get together and say like, Hey, like, no, we're not, we're not placing the step or the half labels on our family. We are a family and this is our unit. This is the mom, this is the dad, these are the kids and that's it. Um, I think, I think you're going to face some struggles. Yeah. And for those of you that are step parents, you're, you're going to hear it regardless. Well, you are just a step parent. Yeah. I mean, all you can do is really just ignore it (laughs) and, and it hurts though. And press on. Yeah, it sucks. But all you can, like you can let it beat you up or you can just ignore it and press on. So I will say this is why I think it hurts the worst is because those instances where people feel entitled, it never happens when the kid's not around. It's always something in the moment when the kid wants to do something and they're pushing their boundaries to see who's going to let them do what, like where their boundaries stand. And in those instances where a kid is hearing someone say you're just a step parent and you don't have say over this the kid starts getting those negative thoughts swirling um about like where a step parent fits in yeah so whereas um so i'll i'll tell a story about when braylon decided to call you dad um i we talked about how you didn't want to fill the role of her dad, but you were fulfilling like the father figure when he wasn't around. No, no. Yeah. Like, so I do to, like, want to fill out, that role, but not replace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I would always correct her when she would call you dad, because I didn't know how you felt about it. One, and we never had had the conversation. And two, I didn't want her dad to think we were trying to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Braylon would frequently call you dad, call you dad. And I would say like, no, Robbie, <laughs> like, no, Robbie. And then one day, I don't even, I guess she was like five, six. I don't know. She was young. Uh, she just, I was like, she called you dad. And I was like, no, Robbie. And she just flipped around and she was like, Robbie, am I allowed to call you dad? <laughs> and you yeah. were like, yeah, you can call me whatever you want. And like that was her making the decision on her own, like no pressure. Um, and then, um, we never put that negative connotation on it. Right. So I think there was a time where one of my parents said something about being a step parent and I was like, uh, uh-uh, like shut that shit down. Like we're not doing that here. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time Michael ever called me mom and I was completely flabbergasted, like no idea what to do. Um, and I was like, Oh, like I'm just Holly. And he was like, Oh, I know. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, and then since then, you know, like he'll refer to me as both, but I would say 
more often than not, he refers to me as mom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that's a good feeling when kids make the decision on their own that they will refer to you by a title that wasn't given to you, but you have earned through raising them and gaining their respect and bringing them up right. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be forced at all. Um, because then you really confuse the shit out of the kid. Yeah. Uh, if they, if they're really young, uh, yeah, they'll be all sorts of confused. Um, that's one thing. Like my mom never pushed on me. She never said, "Hey, you will call Jimmy dad." Like yeah. that. That never even came up. <laughs> so. But unintentionally, she referred to him as dad when speaking about him. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, because, so, because you're raising a family, right? And yeah. that other kid, it's a blended family. In a blended family, it gets, it gets hard because it, they hear other, the other kids calling you. Like, yeah. Like, although I'll never, like, make Michael call you mom. I mean, he does either way, but I would never say, hey, you will call her mom. Yeah. But I still refer to you as mom because of the other kids that are here. Yeah. Everyone else like, in the house, like, I am their mom, so. Yeah. Um, and not saying I'm not Michael's mom because I'm very much a mother figure to him. Um, but he calls me mom of his own accord. Yeah, so I don't think. Unless that, he's mad at I me. I don't think that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, referring to the other parent as mom or dad. Oh, all, no. All around the kids. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I do think it's an unintentional, um, like, mind switch to them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I also think it's, and I mean, I do it, so I don't know why I think it's weird. But I think it's weird when kids are like, this is my stepdad. Because it shows a barrier there, right? So I'm very aware of the barrier between me and my stepmom. I call her my stepmom every time I reference her. Um, but I've never heard any of our kids refer to us as the step, whatever. Yeah. Like Braylon says, this is my mom and dad. Michael says, this is my mom and dad. Or if we're singular, Michael always says, this is my mom. Or yeah. Even when he's talking to his friends, he's like, Hey, this is my mom's number. Can you text my mom? Or yeah. And and again, with that, in my opinion, like there's, it depends on where the family starts. Yeah. Right, so we started with all Michael and Braylon were really young. Michael was four, four, mm-hmm. and Braylon was one. one. Um, so they were really young. But if we start, we got together, and Michael was sixteen, and Braylon's twelve. Yeah. If yeah, they went different. the step parent route, that's n- I don't think it would be seen as like. Uh, offensive I guess it wouldn't be awkward then as it would be awkward if you have literally been in their entire life where that they can remember yeah yeah and then they're like okay this is step so-and-so yeah it's just I I don't know it's it's uh it's just one of the many difficulties when it comes to blended families um and again if you're pushing that on onto your children it just confuses them as far as um, like, hey, this is your mom. You will call her mom. Or this is your dad. You will call him dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that should just come naturally. Yeah. 
it's difficult though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask you about, um, you know, about your family on your dad's side. So, like, now that you guys, like, you're older and you've, like, built those relationships. Um, so, for me, I'm older. I've built a relationship with my stepmom, like you said. We have, I've consciously made the decision to try to be better than I was now that I am a stepmom and can see the struggles that she faced. Um, do you think even though you've rekindled those relationships with your stepmom and your sisters that it's still kind of weird because of everything you guys face when you were younger? Uh, Cause yes, I think it's yeah, still weird. Yes and no. Like when I sit and think about it, yeah, it's uh but like in in the moment when when we go visit and saying hi and we're bullshitting, we're chit-chatting and we're just hanging out, it's it's not awkward. Yeah. Like all that um it kind of flies out the window. Uh unless we start going down memory lane and we're talking about that. And uh it gets really awkward for me if that ever comes up and we start talking about the past. Yeah because I was such a shithead and I knew I could have been better. Yeah. But like when I'm around them and that subject doesn't come up, it's it's not awkward. It's yeah. I I don't feel like uh the closeness, I guess, um like I do with with Jimmy. Yeah. Um but I feel Cause you're starting the relationship later, yeah. right? Yeah. You've had years with Jimmy. So we're not as close knit. Um, yeah, I guess just the closeness is not there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how else to put that. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one because I mean, like I have, like I said, I've consciously made a decision to better the relationship with my stepmom. Um, but it's still weird to me, um, because yeah. and of say, how yeah. weird it was or of how much there wasn't a relationship yeah. other than like negative emotions and feelings. Yeah. And, well, yeah. And I'll say with my, yeah, with my stepmom, the closeness is not there with Carla. It's different because we've like hung out a lot more yeah. and we've talked a lot more since then. So yeah. I will say, and this doesn't really have much to go with blended families, but just parenting in general. Um, I recently did a research paper on memories um, about children's memories. And I think the percentage was like 87% of memories under the age of 12 are only negative memories. Um, and it's because the way just your brain works and I, I could be very wrong on that percentage. It's been a while since I wrote this paper, but, um, like the way your brain works is the happy memories don't like stand out as much to you because there wasn't so much emotion and like raw feelings happening 
as in the negative emotions. Yeah. So when you think back and you're like going down memory lane with your parents and you're talking about it, it's mainly shit that you did that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, oh, do you remember that time? Like my dad spanked me for this or I got grounded for this or I got suspended from school for this. Um, and you never really sit and focus about like, oh man, do you remember how like every single night we sat around the table at dinner and like, just bullshitted for 30 minutes or do you remember going out in the black backyard and like sliding down the hill or whatever like like those good memories are there but their presence isn't as prevalent as the negative memories because there's so much emotion tied to them so if your kids are only bringing up the bad stuff that happened when they were a kid it's not because they don't remember the good stuff but because (laughs) the bad memories are so there was so much emotion tied to them um, that's what my mom says all you guys remember is the bad shit and it's like it's it's not true but it's what comes to the forefront when you think about it yeah and i mean i think about it like when i think about my stepmom right like when i immediately think about the past with her i think about a couple times when like her and i got in huge arguments i think about times when like i would like call my mom and tell her to come get me because i didn't want to be around her Um, and what I don't normally talk about are the times that she would come pick me up at school when I was sick or she would stay at home with me Yeah. or the times where it was just her and I, and we would just go to the grocery store, you know, and, and that's why I have to think back and like, why did I self-sabotage the relationship with her? And it's because in my forefront, it's all the negative things and you have to think about and like bring up the positive things that overpower those negative things. Um, So even if you're like parenting at its finest, when your kid grows up, all they're going to tell you about is remember the time you bought me the shoes that I didn't want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just going to be the negative things. And and that ties into your emotions and the, the chemicals that your brain releases and things of that nature. So, Um, and that's, that's a hard thing because even now, like my kids are young, right? And, our kids, I don't know why I said my kids, our kids are young and like Dallas will always come up and she'll be like, can I have a cupcake? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're the bestest mommy in the whole world. <laughs> and she's like, can I go in the backyard? And I'm like, no, it's raining. And she's like, you're the most parents ever. <laughs> and then two weeks from now, she'll be like, you remember that time I wanted to go in the backyard and you wouldn't let me? I'm like, yeah, but I gave you a cupcake. <laughs> what cupcake? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a never ending battle, but. I will say being a mom is the most rewarding, like mom, stepmom, whatever title you want to put it. Being a mother is the most rewarding uh, journey I've gotten to adventure on thus far in life. Yeah, being a parent is is pretty amazing and it's a crazy journey, but uh, definitely recommended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I will... I guess end it with my quote of uh, there is never a good time to become a parent or have a baby. Oh, yeah. You just, there is a time when you are ready. The world will never be ready. The world will never set itself up for you to be uh, ready. So you have to make the decision that you want a child and you are ready in all aspects to raise them to a good life, to be a good human being. Uh, once you are not around and then, but if you're waiting for the right time, just have the baby because there's not a right time.
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could try to set yourself up and be in a better position in, in life uh, before you have kids, but I I don't know. It's uh, I, I said this, I think it was like episode two or something. Like, I'm glad that we had kids really young. Yeah. Um, uh, well, with the younger two, we were pretty much pretty well off, um, set up. But with the younger two, we had them when we were still str- struggling. Um, the older two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the older two. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, when we were still struggling. But if we would have had them later, I don't know. I don't know if that would have benefited us or... I really enjoy the little people that are growing up to be, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think I just confused myself and the audience, but no, whatever. I, I think I, I think you had it right. Like, the... By the time that we got married, we had our lives more together than when we were struggling being single parents, uh, trying to do what was right for the kids, but not really knowing. And when we got married, we knew we wanted to have more kids... Um, and we, we didn't wait. We didn't try to like align. We just, you know, we were financially stable. We had a home. We knew it'd be like, we would love the kid and take care of it. And just bam, pregnant the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there's never a perfect time. Yeah. And that goes for almost anything. Just fucking do it, man. Yeah, it's good. But I mean, go in with eyes open, and there will be struggles along the way, especially if if you are going into a blended family situation. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but uh, if you work at it, it it can be great. Indeed. But I think I think we'll stop it there. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I took a little bit of advice and I made a Facebook page and an Instagram uh, page for the podcast. So uh, go look us up there. Just tell me something podcast. Search for it on Facebook and Instagram and follow it. Drop a comment. Leave a review. uh, Feedback. Whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, tell us what's on your mind. And um, as always, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Pass it out to everybody you know. Share it. Um, Let the world know about the podcast. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Yep, yep. We're a bunch of other places. The the main ones are are Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor. Um, But that does it. You got anything? Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scout. All right. Thank you all for listening. Later.